Well, we all said it might happen. We all said it even should happen. But did any of us actually believe that it would happen? England are actually in a European Championships final. They're in the Euro 2020 final against Italy. They beat Denmark after extra time last night. Um, a controversial uh, win in extra time. Let's not forget. This is Euro Balls in partnership with Ladbrokes, our Euro 2020 show here on Balls.ie, uh, where we are joined once again by Kevin Doyle and by former England international Gabby Agbonlahor. Gabby, we haven't had you on in a while. Uh, England were... You know, doing pretty well the last time we spoke, uh, but we, we really didn't know how it was going to go. The draw was opening up for them a little bit if they got past Germany, which they did. But now suddenly we're in a final. They're 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 there. They've done what they haven't done in fifty five years, and only one more step to equal the well equal defeat, I suppose, of of nineteen sixty six. Um, I'd say you're feeling pretty good today as an Englishman. Yeah, very good. I mean, I was lucky enough to go to the game yesterday, and honestly, it was like going to a big concert. The fans loved it. Everyone was enjoying themselves and the perfect result. I mean, we made it hard for ourselves with the start. I thought England played very poorly for 50, 60 minutes. But eventually, I think we wore down um, the Danish side in extra time and we had probably more fitness. But great feeling and, you know, the country's on a high at the moment. I can imagine that they are. Um it's, it was a, it was an interesting game, Kevin. I thought that England did actually dominate it. They did deserve it. I mean, Liam Brady was saying on punditry, if it wasn't for Casper Schmeichel, they would have won as if Casper Schmeichel isn't a member of the opposition team. But at the same time, you know, ultimately deserved before we get into the kind of individual decision. Uh, listen, general play, they were better, yeah. But it depends what way you look at football. Like, if you enjoy the art of organised defending and real good teamwork, um, 11 players working together to improve you know the sum of their parts um, you'd enjoy Denmark's performance as well so there's nothing wrong with um, you know England dominated possession and more of that but Denmark were good in their own way so um, you know apart from there wasn't there wasn't so many I suppose clear cut chances from England from all the dominating they did Denmark kept themselves really well in the game um, and barring the penalty obviously they could have they could have um, they could have created their own chances going forward. They were getting forward players forward in a number. Um, so, good performance from them. Um, Liam, I suppose, was, was right in regard to possession and looking at the bigger picture of football in England. England were very good. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, Denmark, I think, definitely to be applauded there. Let's get to the elephant in the room, though, because I know, Gabby, I'm sure you'll, you'll uh, you know, take the, the party line in England there. But, Kevin, I saw you on Twitter last night, you know, the, the neutrals view saying and the strikers view maybe it might be a fair way of looking at things uh one of the few people that i've seen though from a neutral point of view to say that yes it was a penalty he was touched twice there's an angle that you you showed on 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 twitter that you could see that his there's a knee-to-knee touch and then there's a hip-to-hip touch i suppose from from two different players that's enough for a penalty in your view for the referee and for uh, yeah, one of the few Irish people, I think, many <laughs> English people believe that the penalty, one of the few Irish people. Um, oh, listen, I wanted Denmark to win, but I, I don't like, I didn't like the narrative that Raheem Sterling cheated. You know, mm. he has to get up this morning and listen to how he cheated. He didn't cheat. He watched that. And conveniently, that was left off the, the, the um, highlights of the goal afterwards on TV when they're talking about it. And it did look from the other angles. You say, yeah, he's probably a dive there. And when you see this angle from behind, First of all, he's he's running with the ball. He's trying to jink in between two defenders, right? So he's sort of half off balance as it is, right? Because that's the way you are. When you're sprinting, try sprinting with a football. It's not easy at the best of times. Um, trying to get in between two defenders. He gets, I suppose, a lazy leg from the Danish defender on the right-hand side, hits him on the knee. 
And then at the same time, a split second there, and this is all in slow motion. Remember, this is at full pace as well. Um, the clip is in slow motion. A second later, you get fired to a hip. So to say he didn't get touched is just a blatant lie. He did get touched. Whether it was, you know, whether he's elaborated the fall or could have said in his own two feet, that's his own. Um, you know, only he can tell us that. But saying he didn't get touched in the box, not making the point that it was, you know, people forget the point it was it was too defending from Denmark was, was really good, but they were too lazy situation yeah. for him at this, in a split second, which caught them, and that's why VAR didn't overturn it because they had that view, which wasn't shown on TV a whole lot. They had that view, and they couldn't overturn it because he did get touched twice. Yeah. Does contact mean penalty, Kevin? Um, not always. Obviously, you know, you're running for a header, and there's contact all the time, contact sport. But in this situation, um, I think I would I would go with that was a penalty. Yeah, from you know, every situation is different. Contact doesn't mean a penalty, but in this situation, I think it did. I think he was running through, and he got, you know, he got two contacts, two defenders had a go at him. Both tried to pull out, but they didn't. They, they made contact while he's while he's sort of half off balance trying to jink through him and uh, yeah I would have given a penalty there as much as I wanted Denmark to win and I you know have to listen to England in the final you know it's just that's my opinion on it okay I look I, I actually have some sympathy to the Sterling not diving thing because I also think that not enough has been made of the fact that Sterling all night was like running through wow. that and he had such a good game with but he also runs with this low center of gravity where he's uh, this idea oh he was always all all already horizontal is kind mm. of nonsense because it's the way he runs isn't it gabby but the one question i'd have for you gabby and just this is just putting you on the spot a little bit right if that was down the other end and that's the penalty that knocks england out of the euros how are you feeling about it this morning yeah i think you'd you'd, you'd feel very harsh done by but i think you'd understand the new rules you know i feel like var's there var's work perfectly during the euros you know there's been no um, bad decisions, and we have to go with um, the VAR official seeing it as a penalty. But I have to be honest: if it happened the opposite way and Denmark won the game with a penalty like that, you'd be very upset. But you'd have to um, get on with it because the game's changed now. Penalties 15 years ago, you know, you had to be booted in the leg to mm-hmm. really hard to get a penalty. Now the game's changed, and we've seen it in the Premier League this season. There's been a lot of penalties that weren't penalty 15 years ago. So we'll take our um, luck, if we call it, because for a number of years, England have had some bad calls in major tournaments. Do you think Sterling is getting enough credit for his overall performance and everything that he did yesterday, last night? I, I posted on Instagram and I said that um, you know Sterling needs more respect because having the view that I had from Wembley in the stands, he was outstanding. He wanted the ball at every time. He was taking players on when there were three players in front of him. He was making things happen. He was our biggest threat. And I feel like that's why he stayed on for the whole game because he was our out ball, that pace that you need in um, big games like this. He was the man. And for me, he's been the player of the tournament for any team, and especially England, and deserves more credit than he probably gets. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there is a sense, Kevin, that a lot of these guys are playing their way into like real form now. Like it's, it's, you know, I think we were kind of saying earlier in the tournament, they haven't really been tested or so on and so forth. But if you look at Walker, Maguire, I think at the back in particular, you look at Sterling, you know, they do seem yeah. Harry Kane maybe a little bit more. You know, I think he was a lot more involved in the game last night, you know, than he has been in, in previous games. But, you know, they, they, they do seem like they're playing somewhere closer to the potential than maybe they were earlier on the tournament. 
Yeah, Kyle Walker in particular was brilliant last night, and, and Harry Maguire, fairness, and a lot of people were doubting whether he should play or not as the tournament went on. The one thing I'd say about England is, you know, watching them last night again, the, the lack of amount of people to get into the box. They, they play some great football, and they're out wide. And I see a couple of crosses coming in last night, and Harry Maguire's out on the edge of the box. There's no one in the box. Maybe one player. Even my, my eight-year-old son went to me, Dad, why do we have no one in the box? You know, he's picking yeah. out. It, it's... Um, it's interesting how they're playing. Um, Kane is coming deeper and deeper to get the ball, and he's nearly acting like number 10 most of the game. It just, you know, they don't look like scoring as much as possession they have. They're relying on Ryan starting a lot to be jinking into the box and produce a bit of magic. It just looks, it looks a bit like they're a bit, you know, they're in the final, so it sounds stupid for me, but a bit clueless when they get into the right into the final third. They don't want to commit people into the box. Watch Denmark when they went forward last night. I know they lost and they didn't score. But all, over the course of the tournament, they've been exciting to score a lot of goals, and they get numbers in all the time. Um, England, to me, just seem to be playing with a little bit of handbrake on. I know that's okay, it's sort of style, but love them with the players they have. They could have got into this final, I think, in a bit more, bit more style. Yeah, maybe that's a point actually, Gabby. I was wondering as well, are they holding back? Like in in like, is is there a, a holding back sense? I was thinking about Kane's penalty when I was saying that he had a, a better game. And it's like, Harry Kane's one of the best penalty takers I can remember. And one of the reasons is because Shearer-esque or whatever, he generally whacks it into the top corner. If it, if he goes low, he kicks it hard. And it was a soft, he was hoping to send the keeper the wrong way. I was just like, is there a lack of confidence there that like, you know, for, for a guy who's captaining his team to the yeah. Euros, you know. Listen, the atmosphere at Wembley, being there, I think I probably would have missed the ball. I would have been that way. <laughs> like, like, to even step up and take the penalty under them circumstances to take your your country as captain into the Euros final, that pressure in front of the Danish fans, even top players can crumble and miss penalties. We've seen big players in the past over the over the years miss big penalties. It happens, you know, and thankfully we got the rebound if that was a penalty maybe for spurs he smashes mm. that into the top corner but maybe yeah. so it's a big penalty kevin knows if you aim for the top corner there's a good chance you might hit it over the bar so he's probably gone safe hoping the keeper goes the opposite way and then um, luckily he hits the rebound but for me england were outstanding in extra time honestly it was like a boxer had used all their energy over nine rounds and had nothing left for the last three rounds, Denmark. We, we had the more energy. The subs that come on, Foden, Grealish, Henderson, added that extra energy that was needed. And I think it was inevitable that we was going to get the equaliser somehow anyway. I mean, the, the winning goals. Yeah, yeah possibly. There's a, there's a sense as well that maybe the, 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 a lot of pressure wasn't creating too many open chances. I know there was a couple of longer shots, but... That, look, that's the way it goes. Just a word before we move on, uh, Kevin, on Denmark, because you, you did mention them there that they, like, you know, in, in, in it might not have been the most stylish way to watch a game, but in fairness, they were so well organized. So, but what they've come through in the tournament in general from lo- you know, losing their first two games, what happened with Ericsson, the fact that, like, you know, if, if things had gone differently with Ericsson, like, there's a chance we wouldn't have even seen Denmark again in the tournament, and understandably so. But for them to galvanize the way they did and play some really, really good football, like, you know, introduce someone like Damsgaard to the world. You know, there, there's a lot. Like I was reading, we were we were looking at some of the reaction to that. You know, to, to the penalty decision, and everything like that. But more so than anything else in the Danish media today, it's just this sense of pride of what that team has achieved over the last month. Yeah, and I think you said it there did it in style. Nearly all the games last night was a different game for them. 
But all their games leading up to that, they did a good few games for RT and, and they played really well. They kept attacking, they kept getting people forward. And, you know, the Russia game where they had to win and they went two or three went up and they could have sat back and they went and got another goal. Um, their performance against Belgium in the first half, you know, and they were they were really good when they had to be and not just not just a team who sat back and soaked up pressure. You know, a, a Greece uh, when they won the Euros or got you know the, they weren't great to watch. Denmark nearly went to the final by playing good football. Um, now, Gary Gabby, they, rang it, they ran out of steam last night. England were just able to make change after change, bring on fresh legs, top quality players, and Denmark just had nothing. Once it went to the extra time, they had nothing left to give. I know the penny went against them, but they, they, they didn't look like they had another goal, another punch to create another chance. England looked like if they wanted to go forward and score another goal in the extra time, they could, but they just played it cautiously. A lot of times they got into positions where they... They could have probably got a third goal, and they didn't. But Denmark just didn't have didn't have the legs left, and that is totally understandable of the tournament they've had and the, what they went through. So it was finally finally caught up on them. I think as well, though, watching the game, I was so nervous after the first the first thirty minutes, even before they scored, they were so on top, they were organised. Saka kept getting the ball, and all that was in front of him was four defenders with the two sitters. So. Denmark's formation was perfect. Five at the back, gave no space to England to play. And there was unlucky. There'd be a lot of teams that Denmark would have beat um, mm. last night. But I think extra time helped England bring on them fresh changes and bring on more energy. But going forward, they've got a bright future at Denmark. Some really good players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't really replace somebody like Thomas Delaney when he runs out of legs in a game like that, whereas England can. Uh, on to the final then. Let's talk about it. Uh, Gabby, Italy await. Uh, Italy, I think it's fair to say, most neutrals to say, have been the, the, probably the most impressive team in the tournament. But it hasn't been in every game. I don't think it would have been the case in the semi-final, although they got the job done. And I don't think it was the case maybe against Austria in the second round. But for that Belgium game alone, I think, and, and what they did in the group stages, everybody is purring over Italy. Did you see Spain, obviously, had their best game in the tournament. Kevin vindicated by his love of Spain for the entire tournament all the way through. But Spain played in a certain way that definitely neutralised Italy. Do you think that um, England can replicate that or do they just have to do it in their own way? I think Southgate would have been very, very disappointed yesterday with how easily Denmark were getting crosses in and getting into the last third. So I've got a funny feeling he's going to change the five at the back, make it more hard for them to get um, the ball in the final third and switch to the formation and then um, the team that played against Germany. I feel like it will go um, more with that because Italy are very dangerous. Some of the chances Denmark had um, yesterday from Brathway and other players, I'm sure Chiesa, Immobile finished them chances off. So as good as the result was, England give Denmark a lot of time on the ball to play and create chances. So it's going to be a very tough game. But you look at Morata's goal, Kevin. I mean, it was just a simple one-two and he ran past Cellini like he wasn't there. So as much as Cellini, Benucci, outstanding defenders, but Cellini's 36. If I'm Southgate, I'm saying Saka, Kane, Sterling, in behind, in behind, in behind, because that back four of Italy cannot deal with pace. Yeah. yeah. From the other point of it, Kevin, can, like... We talked about England maybe not coming up against a top, top striker, maybe, except for maybe Schick in the tournament so far. But, like, I don't know if they come up against somebody that are going what, to... What way do they deal with someone like Insigne yeah. kind of pop up anywhere and will fall between those lines? Now, you play with Rice and Phillips. 
there's a lot of protection there. And if you do play that back five, there's there's a lot of English bodies in there. But at the same time, you're go, you're just dealing with something new. Even if they're probably still not going to come up against that top striker all the way to the end of the tournament. I don't think they will change England. Like they have got, he's playing those two sitting midfielders. You know, what more protection can he give his back four? It's worked out quite well for them. As I said, they haven't set the world alike like getting to the final, but it's been really professional. It's done a job and he'll, I can imagine it's just going to be the exact same in the final. Um, you know, with Gabby talking about Cellini, he's a sort of a legend in Italy and everyone loves him and you watch him before the game and afterwards and he's the centre of everything. But yeah, he's also their, their weakness, you know. That one too was just so simple, and he was just totally caught. He had no legs, he couldn't turn. And you can imagine Sterling, as sharp as he's been looking, yeah. even around him will cause him a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know if we've made our predictions yet or whatever, but I just think it's set up for England to um, to win it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think as well. though, that's the one thing I give Italy. I think Mancini's a fabulous manager, and he'll mm. be, he will have something, I'm sure, to try neutralizing England a bit. Yep. You're, feeling, you're feeling as well, Kevin. You played in full houses at home, haven't you? Yeah. The energy you can you can get from a crowd. I've been to the Germany game and the game last night, and honestly, the England fans, the atmosphere that they've created there, the players are feeding off it. When one player presses, the rest of them press, and the fans are like going crazy for it. So I just think that added um, fan base that England are going to have in this game will take them over the line against Italy because it's been electric, the atmosphere, honestly. And the players have been buzzing off it. And as Kevin's probably played in front of a full house for Ireland many times, sometimes the fans can get you a result. Yeah, no, absolutely. The home advantage definitely can't be sneezed yeah. at. And you yeah. look at Italy as favourites there. And I don't. I'm, I wonder, is that taking enough of that into account, really? Because it's a massive deal playing at Wembley in a, in a, in a home final. Will, we're talking about Kane and the pressure on that penalty, Gabby, a few minutes ago. Like, the semi-final was such a big hurdle for England to get over. Historic, really, you know? Is there a sense of relaxing a little bit now? If you if you were in there now, if you got through, right, we got this far. No matter what happens, we're heroes. Let's go and win it. Let's yeah. go and relax. It's going to be a little bit easier for them, isn't it? 100%. You know, for, for it to be so many years to not get through to a final, that was the nervous game last night. That's where the fans were nervous. Harry Kane's penalty was a nervous penalty. The players were nervous, you could tell. But to get through that hurdle now and get to a final, you know, there's going to be less pressure on them now, if that makes sense. Yes, there'll be pressure to win it because the whole country wants it to come home. But just to get over that hurdle last night, they can go now, do their homework on Italy, create a formation and go out there and play their football. If that's Foden comes in, if that's Grealish comes in, if that's five at the back, because... Carl Walker can play as the um, right side centre half and can cover Chiesa, Insigne with their runs. I just think that England now will have the confidence to go and win this. And I've seen the reaction from the players after the game. They were celebrating, singing Sweet Caroline in front of the fans, singing Gareth Southgate song in front of the fans after the game. They're not going to want to do that celebrations and be losers at the end of it. You know, you get, you get nothing for second. So... Just the whole feeling that I got and the energy that I see from this play, these players and the management and fans, I just think they're going to find something in there to beat this Italy team. It might be an extra time again. It might be penalties, but I just think that England will do it. And do you agree, Kevin? 
Yeah, I do agree with Gabby. I think it'd be a very good We support Ireland in everything. That's not how it works over here, Gabby. Uh, <laughs> I think um I think it'd be a good and a joy to watch at times as well. Mancini I really like, but you know when you just have a feeling that it's meant to be, and I just have that gut feeling. I have the whole tournament that's meant to be for England, no matter how they perform on the day. Or the quality they come up against, I just have that gut feeling that it's England's turn. Okay, well there you go. Two predictions for England. What could possibly go wrong, lads? It's a and close to full house at Wembley, I believe, on Sunday. So are you going, Gabby? Um, yeah. Hopefully, I'm going to go to this game as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Just I understand now what football fans have been through with me during my career when 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 I've missed chances and you know not made runs because. I was that football fan last night, shouting at the players, do this, do that. So very nerve-wracking, but looking forward to it. Gabby would have been a bit like Sterling, though. He'd have gone <laughs> down fairly handily. <laughs> sure, that's what it takes. <laughs> that's what it takes. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Well, listen, enjoy it anyway, Gabby. It'll be a historic occasion either way. And thanks very much for uh, being with us throughout the tournament. And thanks a million to you as well, Kevin. Uh, look, the Euros final is on Sunday. Uh, thanks very much to Labrooks for our partners. Get on to labrooks.com on Sunday for a, a special match offer um, after 10 a.m. on Sunday. And, and, of course, if you're having a bet on the Euros final, anything else at all in sport, please always gamble responsibly. Visit dunnui.net for more information. Thank you for joining us on uh, Euroballs. Thanks again to Gabby and to Kevin, and we'll talk to you soon.